Hi guys, this is David Negrin, host of the Script Podcast and executive director of the NYC Screenwriters Collective. I'm excited to announce that we've created a Patreon campaign for the script. Patreon is like a Kickstarter, but it allows you to give ongoing pledges every month and receive ongoing rewards. Of course, the Script Podcast will continue to be free, but we're just asking for a little help. So please, check out all our rewards, join our inner circle. Become a patron of The Script Podcast at patreon.com slash the script. Thanks, This is The Script, the podcast for screenwriters, by screenwriters, the deepest story analysis anywhere on the internet. At The Script, we believe story moves pages, story moves product, and story moves people. I'm your host today, Alka Kushalani, and joining me is Christina Leith Malin. Hey, Alka. And today we're going to be talking about... It! It! Yay! <laughs> um, this is... Um, New film, you might have heard of it. It's uh, directed by Andy Yeti. Something does that sound right? Wanna We're gonna go with that. No, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna let okay. you stick with that right Screenplay there. Screenplay by Chase Palmer, Carrie Fukunaga, Gary Doberman. Okay, and um, uh, that was when Carrie Fukunaga, thank you, was going to direct this film. Yep, correct. So that's when he took his pass and got a writing credit out of it. Well, I think he was also going to be on Dark Tower, but he didn't agree with the studios. He left Dark Tower and went to this. And everything we'll get into that. Yeah, for sure. Suffered. No, no, no. Everything was wonderful. Okay. All right. Okay. So um, should we just do like initial impressions? I feel like we're going to fight and I, I feel sad that you're going to be wrong about everything, but know. you know, it is what it is. Okay. So David Negrin hosts the show, and we should probably do two up, two down to get us into fighting. Yeah, we can do that. Okay. Absolutely. Host, would you like to lead, or do you want me to lead? I want you to lead. Okay. So two ups and two downs. I think it was an awesome movie. Uh, I also think that this was closer to the book because there wasn't uh, a television network to censor them, so it was a lot more violent, a lot scarier. I love the chemistry with the kids. This is my, I have so many ups, so I'll give you two good ups. The, ki the kids all were believable. They were the right amount of snark for 2017. Nothing was like dated, nothing was uh, corny. They, they just felt like they all got along. And the girl wasn't a standout. She, she fell in just perfect. I loved the whole, I loved the cast completely. Um, gosh, can be hard finding two downs. Uh, down. I'm, I'm used to Netflix binging, so I would have loved part two to come out like a week later. So knowing I have to wait for part two, I know you're like, that's not really a down, but it is because I thought it was really well done. And gosh, another down. Um, I wish the, the African-American uh, young character, his, the backstory, his backstory and kind of some of the racial implications about like the whole burning and his father had been fleshed out just a little bit more but uh, other than that i think it was a really good start i loved it okay well that's that's good because i do you can rethink it. about lo loving no no it no now. i feel like this <laughs> this film was like it felt like a hangover David. from david's not gonna help you tonight okay? <laughs> like first, David. Of all, first of all david is david would agree with yeah, me but we'll just but he um I know he would agree with me when I say mm -hmm. <laughs> this felt like a hangover from uh, from uh, you know like the summer. This Why? felt like a summer movie. There were like oh oh yeah. It was like set piece after set piece after set piece. There was a lot of like judging at the corners. It was like it was like wall to wall stuff. You know, and I'm not talking relationships. No, they were, you know, the relationships, I feel like they were kind, you know, they were compelling. Yeah. And that's one of my ops. Yep. Um, but I feel like we didn't, every time we had one of these like sweet moments, you know, where you really got into what 
like this dynamic New between kids the on kids. the block. Come on. Yeah, that kid. That kid was a heartbreaker. That little Ben. He yeah, was, Ben was. And you know, there was just like such longing in that character. There was just such, you know, like you could feel his love. loneliness yeah. being the only, like the new kid. Yeah. You could see like him watching Bev and Bill and just, you know, um, kind of like longing for this kind of connection with her, but knowing. So that is that an up? That's, that's no, up. I liked I liked that relationship. Okay, so and I also ben. feel like this this film, you know, I like what it's about. I think, you know, it really captures the, um, you know, how everything is scary in childhood. How everything, the whole water, the dark, a painting, a parent, a clown. germs, clowns, yeah. clowns are scary. scary painting. And, you know, what's interesting is like where it does go kind of deep is that this character, this Pennywise the clown, yep. he knows them so well. Like in every one of these scenarios where these children are like scared out of their wits, you know, it's like, it's exactly the right thing. It's like exactly the thing that will turn the screw on that child's psychology. And I think that's really, you know, that's really what works or, and I don't know whether that's you're King. You're loving it. Just no, 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 you're, no. You're I don't know whether that's King or, you know. That's the kind of the premise. Particular. We're dealing with phobias, with fear, and how to address right. them. And that's what this film's about. It's about fear. Sure. It's about fear itself. Yep. And um, my down totally is around. so. I'm, I've got one down that is like its total own category. So I'm gonna. I'm Are gonna, you trying to shut it down with a down? My down has like five bullet points. Oh stop! I'm not kidding you. It's five bullet points I'm going to get through. I'm sorry, Stephen King lovers out there. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say the simplest thing first. I'm not going to do that big down first. I'm going to do Pennywise the Clown looks fantastic. Amazing. This is like beautiful, beautiful work design here. Mm -hmm. And, um, but he is like a James Bond villain. You know what I mean? In some ways he's like, (laughs) sometimes he kills them and sometimes he doesn't. And it's like, I was Pennywise, I would not like be so close to some of them and let them go. Like I don't understand the rationale. You're saying more Austin Powers than James Bond, but okay, fine. But it's like that, you know, that Saturday Night Live had what that like, um, like got, how close is he? Cause like, okay, I'll give it to you. I'm, and that is my big down. You know what? Yeah. You're, you got exactly my big down. What are the rules of this universe? I'm going to tell you, uh, they are so inconsistent. Okay. Pennywise seems to feed every 27 years. Why? Yep. Well, we don't like get to Jesus that creepers. yet, okay? Yep. They um, have a clock. But does he feed on them or does he want them for this like lair where they just float around, right? And what about that light? What's the deal with the light? Right. Right. How does that figure into some of them and not to other? It's like it's all over the place. Oh, and it's then, not completely all over the place, but I do agree with you like with the first kill the little brother mm-hmm. and the arms dismembered and then he takes them and disappears there's blood everywhere but is he a floating body or was that because yeah. he was hungry like where did that, they yeah. yeah what is going on here is he eating them is he floating them what, well there's why? also the, the whole, why that like you know that the installation and of the whole idea pain. of like uh, a celestial being he's like a super demon from another planet or another galaxy so I don't know that they want to flesh that out here or make it so sci-fi or just stick right in the granular idea of terror and fears. But I know the book does reference kind of a sci-fi element that's like bigger than the universe, kind of. Okay. Okay. They don't do that here. But I, They also don't do the spider here. But I don't think that answers the question of why this way this time and that way the other time. And I'm going to say okay. sometimes they're together and they're safe together and they kind of reference that. But what about the times when they're together and they're still not safe, like in that slideshow, which is probably the best little... That was a great that, I, I mean, that's why I wanted to see the film. I saw that in the uh, trailer, and that just looked... It was amazing. Like, dope. But see, the, the thing, it totally was dope. They, they reference the fact that whether together or separate, when they're together and they're not afraid, they're strong. When they're right. together and they're afraid. So, like, it, when they do the slides, they're all freaking out. And right. I, what, I, what I will give you is, why opening the door did that stop? Like, I would have been more impressed if he still was coming at her 
and someone screamed, stop being afraid, or something that triggered them right. changing their But it was their like mood. daylight at that moment. I don't know like, about the daylight. I'll give you, I'm not it was, sure. It was I think like that's all just kind of a horror trope. More so of like dark versus light as light is your savior, which that's a whole nother issue. Yeah, but, <laughs> but. That's, but they don't ever give us those rules, right? And then it's like some if they're afraid, they, they do. Die. They're just not strong rules. If they're yeah, if they if they're, if they're afraid, they're vulnerable. It's kind of think about Freddy. Like the, he comes to you in your dreams, and he goes to to your nightmares. The same idea, kind of except for there's no dreaming, and the idea that. Each time they were, like when the, the young lady, when she was freaked out yeah. with her father, everything got bloody and every fear brings him closer. It brings your, your actual anxiety to like a head and it makes you more vulnerable. Again, I don't know how he eats people, but it was very clear that the less you feared, the more powerful you were. I think that was said. Yeah. I don't think that was you know, delivered in such a powerful way. Like that I understood like, okay, if you aren't afraid, you're right. okay. And who and wouldn't be afraid of Pen Pennywise well, the Clown? Actually, I'm not afraid of clowns, that's fine. <laughs> and this was a pretty darn scary clown, but I wasn't afraid of him at all. What I will say is this, if you think about like the first act, each of them came really close. Like Ben in the library, the, um, the young, young man with the photo when he was studying for his bar mitzvah, they came really close. And I'm not quite sure that they internally said, like, it's not real, and then it stopped. But they each had a moment where they were on the precipice of being eaten. Yeah. You know, the, 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 the African-American young man, when he's about to see the people coming out of the side door. Yeah. All of these just kind of set up their fears. And it showed them almost the limit. Like, you basically are seeing how you're going to die if Pennywise gets you. It, we saw that the little brother, Boats was his, when he succumbed to death. Like, so, and then going forward, it would be the girl with her period. I don't know if it's period or just coming of age. Oh, or, I felt it was definitely I, I related mean, they ended to her on the coming of age. It was all about her yeah. sexuality and her, you know, womanhood. Womanhood. Okay. Yeah. So, and then the protagonist, um, I am horrible with names right now. His, his thing was his brother. And I don't know if they fleshed his, I mean, they, of course, his, his is the first, the kickoff, the inciting, but I don't know if they went back to it. I think they well, went back to they it did nicely, the, that one steps, night, yeah, right. that one night where he kind of, that light goes on in the kid's room, yep. in the brother's you're room, right. and he follows those wet footprints down the stairs. Wait, you're falling in love with it. I am not. You are. But I, I, I'm going to reiterate that every, like, three I minutes. I liked some of those moments, I'm not going to lie, but I feel like do those add up to like a great film? Yes. Or is it just like oh, this? Oh no, it you does. know the same like summer schlock and no, kind of you know. Uh, so you're speaking like an industry person. Me, the the layman would say it's just a movie. Whether it's a summer blockbuster or it came out in the fall or it came out during Christmas, it doesn't matter. Just the the film on itself, where, where it should have been placed, marketing execs, that doesn't matter. The fact that. We got a sanitized version in the 80s, which my mom actually was afraid of, but I thought it sucked and I didn't finish it. A sanitized version of this over 1,000-page book that is very detailed, very gory, very graphic. Did you finish? You said you didn't finish this book. No. I tried to read this, this book big. like two or three times in my life. The attention span of a flea sometimes, and especially when I was a kid. it is really, like sometimes Stephen King can be very yeah. good and evocative. He's very descriptive. And this for one sure. was just like... It, you know, he gets into this place where I think, you know, he's like rocking and rolling, but it's just... I'm telling you right now, we're live, and you have to realize he's had four, 413 pieces of literature that he's written. Oh, my uh, Lord. 44 films. So don't bash a guy that has that much maybe in one lifetime. Much. No, maybe <laughs> it's know. too much. Maybe 1,100 pages is too much. Maybe that's too much. I mean, sometimes you have to, like, pull it back a little. You yeah. know what I mean? And maybe well. it's like in this particular case when things are like and you know I'm even gonna say like while we're talking like, yep. uh, maybe there is a lack of rationality to childhood fears maybe that's some of what's you know um, what do you mean of course there no there isn't that's and, it's, but it's, it's the like unknown or but I'm saying as as a screenwriter as a as oh. um you know somebody who's trying to put together a narrative I mean, I think like when your rules are so vague, I think when your, you know, motivations for, you know, even like 
how they got down into this well area and whatever when it's kind of like okay we're just accepting this at every yeah that this is what happened suspending yep I kind of think, you know, it leaves you a little empty because you it's not grounded. It's not. Um... Well, let's let's be clear. Let's let's be clear that he did not direct it. He wrote the novel. It, the screenplay was adapted. So in that whole process of adapting, you have one, two, three, a number of writers, you know, a main and possibly more that say, OK, what do we want to extract from a thousand pages and, and then you have also executives that are going to be like I don't think that's going to float how can we work in Apple oh we need more GE showing there are a lot of people that go into that final script whose voice goes in that final script so to I'm, blame him you and know, I'm going to even say that like let's not blame let's you say I'm just saying like there the was a 1990 uh, film that was made right a miniseries yeah. with John Ritter and uh, yes. a bunch of people yeah, I liked all the people in and, it I just didn't like it it was terrible. It was just it was terrible. And, and this I was and this was them. really much better, uh, more yeah, successful. You're it. Yeah, I'm, she said no. it for the record. She said successful. She's liking it. It's more successful than it. something terrible, like a terrible. Well, there of we it. go. You're liking okay. it. Um, okay, Christina. <laughs> Thank you. Let's just move on. Yeah, let's. I, I'm going to talk about the clown for a second, though. Okay, Pennywise. Yeah, and I, you know, going back to this history with. Um, Stephen King I could not help but think about like this this book came out in the 80s right it came out in like 86 or something like that and the decade before was the decade of John Wayne Gacy remember him you're you're going yeah you're going deep (laughs) and I feel like this is like you know this is like what was in Stephen King's mind and on you know and then there was like the 80s was all these movies about these this kid is you know these kids on a mission on a trip on a journey and he did stand by me like and he did stand by me and I think this is like one of those things that really um it's underneath there that I feel like um it probably had something to do with it you know, contextually. That's deep. I hadn't even thought of that. That's a good call. But here, here, at the the base of this, I feel like it's another Stand By Me. And Stand By Me has its, in its own right, you know, I suspect something dealing with, because I, I, I read a lot of, like, fan trivia about how uh, he had had an incident when he was young about seeing a dead body, you know. And so and then Stand By Me comes out. So I feel like... In the, the simple, simple lover of Stephen King world, yeah. we're taking Stand By Me, we're taking maybe remnants of John Wayne Gacy, or just being an avid horror writer and saying, what if these kids, instead of just seeing the dead body, but they had to deal with their subconscious fears? Now, I, I, now I'm curious which came out first, Nightmare, I'm referencing again, Nightmare on Elm Street. I think that was this. 88. Okay, that, that was, was after. Yeah. So you're talking about a really great premise, and it's easier with kids, I think, at the base of, of the idea, to, to make kids jump. Because we, we totally get ready to fight or run away or be rational about it. Kids just take things for what they are. And yeah. if you're tapping into their subconscious, which they're still trying to understand they're in their identity, that's got to be the scariest thing. And I think, iconically, I, this is going back to Pennywise and what you started. The, the, it's like saying... What's all American apple pie? What is like at the heart of a lot of people, which I don't get, but at the heart of a lot of people's phobia is clowns. There is this whole clown phobia that, and that, so I think it was a great symbolic piece. Personally, I only think of happiness with clowns, so I think it's a win win. People that are terribly afraid of clowns, this is gonna be effective. People that are not afraid of clowns, they're going to learn how to go there. That's what that's cause especially the 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 well, eighty eight. I wasn't like, afraid of, but this one I was genuinely afraid of the clown. The clown is like also this uh, symbol of you know how when you're a kid and people are trying to make you laugh or like amuse you and stuff, they yeah. put you in front of something that is not amusing, amusing at all. And I think the clown is that you know ultimate yeah. manifest. Like if you see that you know this big man and like all this like grotesque makeup <laughs> yeah. and you know big old shoes. and there's not always smiling clowns yeah. they're definitely they're like, yeah and i think yeah. that that's what that clown is but i couldn't i also feel like that clown is somebody that we're kind of like socialized to be lured in by you know the clowns at the circus oh. that's the that's the per- you know the character that's going to draw you into the action 
and well, that of, worked with the first scene effectively. Yeah, like sure. Yeah, I think it was a great symbol. Are, yeah. you, are you thinking it's problematic? Well, I think it's. I thought it was. You know, I thought it was beautiful, Another but I was kind of thinking. It. I no, I was thinking about. You know, where does it fit in? Because it's like I was thinking about. It made me think of John Wayne Gacy, but you know, moving on. No, actually, and that fits right in with the whole idea. Now we need to do research on Casey and, the, and see if there's a 27-year tie-in with anything that he did. Maybe he had 27 victims or something there. But yeah, that that that's brilliant. We should have talked about that beforehand. Had it fleshed out. Now. No, no, it was in totally. the 70s. That's all I know is John Wayne Gacy was like, you know, like early 70s. Like that was his decade. Yeah. That was when he was working. And... <laughs> Um, I don't think working is inappropriate. No, work. <laughs> I don't. I don't either. I, yeah, I'm no, really I, sorry, I, I hear, but yeah. but that's what was going on. And then sure. you know, it's like, and so I think for that reason, it's kind of an interesting. Um, it's an interesting symbol. It's an interesting character to kind of hook onto. But um, moving on. Oh, the number is thirty-three. So right. I'm I'm still going to do numerology on that. So. Not our 27 that we're learning. No. Why is it 27? We, we don't know. It's maybe the rules of the universe are maybe unclear. Maybe when Stephen King was 27, something happened. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, so uh, should we do some structure? Yes. Yes. You should do some structure and I should just listen. You can, you can <laughs> pipe in. I was too, God's honest truth, I was, when I watched it, I was so in it. That there was no structure in my mind. I was I was in love with it. Because it was a hot mess. No, what? No. It was a hot mess. But I'm going to say that the structure, what made it most interesting, is that we really ended on a midpoint. Even though we're going to go through the whole structure as a as a movie as it stands on its own. It stands on its own. But it really ended on a midpoint, basically, because we know the second part is to come, where they return, right? Yeah. So we know that this this isn't it. No, you know. it could be like a, a five. So I, I, just the generic blocks of one, two, three, I thought it presented the town and yeah. and the kids. I think then it really fleshed out in the, the, the phobias mm-hmm. in two. And I think three was a little, a little messy in the wells, and I still don't get the whole floating, but then it had a good three chase, bad things happen. I was really worried that there was going to be a... So, in the book, there is supposedly a sequence at the very end when she's captured, whereas she does have sexual relations with each of the boys. Right. And that's part of the, the, they, the way they kill it with love. And in this one, he just kisses her to yeah. kind of get her out of catatonia. So, I, that wasn't... Yeah, okay, so breakdown structure, but I did think that the one, two, three f- fell where it needed to fall, whether it was successful it or not. It did, I mean, it did, but let's, let's, uh, let's go there. <laughs> um, oh, no. So our setup is very swift. It's good these, exciting. Yeah, Phil and Georgie. Yeah. Phil's homesick. Georgie wants to play outside in the rain, and Phil makes him the boat, and we see that beautiful first scene. It's a which great is shot. actually. You know, the same with the book, right? No. And it's the same with the 80s Where it's actually like a really good first scene. It's, yeah. And in the movie, there's this really good first scene. And then, like the book. Just stick. Doesn't really. the incident was Georgie. Yes. Done well. Yes. Done well. I'm just going to start. I'm going to put a a done well. (laughs) D.W. Hot mess. The more times I get you to say done well, we see how that please, stacks up. Please, Inciting give me some incident. check marks. Yeah. So, um, well. and then the debate question uh, section is all about you know these kids are missing, um, and uh, you know once and some time has passed uh, between this point and when Georgie uh, went missing, and Bill is kind of haunted by this so he's like mapping out the sewer system his dad isn't happy about it are we gonna it. give him like the single protagonist we're we gonna call the group the protagonist you know fear the protagonist or him the protagonist who do you think changed did did anyone change in this from beginning to end oh then it makes me say he's the protagonist because he changed when he had to let go 
but I like the group having to, to address their... I, I like it as a group protag mm -hmm. because they each had to, to come to it and they each had to hold on. Like, there couldn't be one guy like, no, I'm going to go to my bat mitzvah. You guys finish that off and I hope it goes well. They all had to go through it together. I think I agree with you. I, I think that that's, that's right because, you know, why spend all this time, like, talking about each of their fears if yep. they're not important? Yep. So I'm going to go with that. That is a group. That That is a collective protagonist. Um... And basically in this section, we're also seeing like Pennywise the clown appearing um, to these children and uh, these children are being tormented by many things like other kids, grownups, and... They're, they're kids, they're adolescents. Yeah. This is, and you, if you look at with the, the love triangle, with the, the hypochondriac, right. with the, the Jewish bar mitzvah student, uh, am I missing? Only one that doesn't have a big turning point, I think, is a smart Alec, although I love him. I love, love, love him with the glasses from Stranger Things. But they each had an adolescent turning he point. He had a little bit of a turning point, and I think it's like he, Richie. Okay. Um, he didn't believe, because for the longest time, he was the only one who hadn't seen the clown, right? And Was he the last one to see? He's the last one, because he goes into the room with all the clowns. He. There's a theory online. We are getting word. TV series was 30 years. TV series was 30 years. Yep. But it's been 27 years since that series. <gasps> 27 years since? 1990, so 2017, 27 years. That's the 27 years. Otherwise it would have been 30 years, right? Yeah. Oh my God, that's so disappointing. No, I, that's actually wonderful because that, that shows the writers are adding I like it. Don't be depressed about that. That's actually not a bad thing. That was such a god-awful movie. I mean, it was, like, terrible. It was you like, go back to a generic god-awful when you know you love it, so I'm just not listening to you anymore. Okay, you want to see John Ritter and... Kong. Oh, the original. Okay, That's what I'm saying. One. That's, okay, that's okay. 20, 27 years Well, here's the thing. That movie. Here, I, what I will give credit for, because I know there's, there are probably people out there that really did like it, each of those actors were genuinely... They were... I like them. My whole problem with the earlier version, and it was of its time, uh, the gentleman from Night Court, he was a hot actor. John Ritter was a hot actor. Yeah. Um, the, the, the problem was it wasn't scary. The problem was that you're talking about a, a really, like I said, an awfully dark story that got sanitized by ABC. No, and it was too, it was, you know, sometimes things are too faithful. That's know? like saying, I want a PG version of Saw. No, you know, you can't, I'm going to say, no, I can't gonna blame say, the writers. And they're like, just take out the blood in that scene and don't cut her hands off. Let's just give her a mark there. And oh, nobody is saying that. But I'm Christina. saying, if you look, oh, look at on. how generic it was. I could watch it as a kid. It went, if it can it go was. on broadcast, it was prime time. Yeah. That and means kids can see yeah. it. That means you weren't, the most you got, and that probably was a push. That was probably a fight where someone threw a coffee pot in, a, in an office saying, I want like the rows of teeth. They're probably like, just give them a couple fangs. I think. I think here's you the thing: is that you know there are ways to fought. do this. There are ways to. How like, would you do it then? If you had, pick any Stephen King right now, and and right now not Netflix because they would probably let you do whatever you wanted, or HBO. But if NBC said you can remake, mm, no misery is too easy to do. Something hard. Christine, you can make Christine, but we don't want any blood. No, Christine's easy too because it wasn't. What's no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to. The idea is like you are not giving them the fight that they had to fight for broadcast. That's the big, the big coup here is that it's a movie and it can be rated R. This needed to be rated R. Yeah, and that, but that was 70s. We got blood on the walls. That wouldn't have happened on ABC. Amityville would not have happened. Yeah, I think, you know, this is, this is the tricky thing is that, you know, with, um, with especially somebody like Stephen King, you know, it's like this is a master storyteller. Yep. So I think people are going to put a lot of stock in the, the story as it's told. Yep. But I would say, you know, side note, the best Stephen King is The Shining. The best, <laughs> best Stephen King Misery on, is the on best film King. is The Shining. Misery. And Stephen King hated it then for a shining. long time. I mean, he came along, uh, came around. Yeah. But that 
that is a story that um, for him was about alcoholism, right? Yeah. For him, it was about something very, you At know, and it was, it's sad. Uh, and it was, it was in there in Kubrick's version. Yeah. But it was not the heart of it, and in a way, I mean. Did you miss it? No. Did you did but you realize this person had a drinking problem? So Absolutely, we, because that's why you know there that was, goes back to saying like at the heart of it was balloons. No, it wasn't. That is alcoholism. Oh my god, it's not alcoholism. That's the most it, it was, outrageous thing you've said tonight. No, I'm well. No, I'm saying it because alcoholism is a symptom of something deeper. Al- just drink having an alcohol problem is the same thing as having a, a cigarette problem or drug drug problem. It's kind of like your dependency issue. I'm talking about the psychological. There's a deeper level to it. And I will give you the shining was strong about dependency level and isolation and and what him being in his and own what mind. What you play up, right? But True. I think sometimes, you know, people stick to t- stick to the source material. Yep. And maybe not for the better. You know, I, I think, you know, it is ultimately probably unfilmable, if you ask me. The story is too, there, there's so much going on, the traveling through time, all of it. It's, it's, it's a big, naughty screenwriting problem so, to yes. begin with. Gosh darn it. But okay. I, I, I got a hot mess for me, so I'm, I'm noting yeah, it. I'm not and I'm just saying, like, you know, it was not... Um, this was a better version, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't terribly deep, let's say. It wasn't like, it, it didn't bring another element to um, this story. Like, The Shining brought that feeling of, you know, that the air, the isolation, the, you know, all of that stuff that was in the book I mean it was just heightened as much as possible visually and there were a lot of things that happened whereas this okay, the is p- like the piece of that kaplung, hotel kaplung. was beautiful the set it's so shining is not fair because that's a beautiful hotel they worked within but, but, but would, a, would another filmmaker have done no that was Kubrick okay, okay. I love Kubrick so I'm not going to fight you on Kubrick you you went on that it wasn't but, the hotel babe Okay, but here's the thing. If, 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 if we were in the shoes of the writers that did this, and that's not trying to make any big stand there, I applaud the fact that they looked at this book, they said, okay, here's some crazy evil stuff, here's some courtroom drama, here's some intergalactic, what are we going to pick out of this? Then they probably, after reading this book, said, okay, let's look at the 80s version. That sucked it. So what went wrong there? They missed, they didn't do the horror, they didn't do this. I think they, they went through a list of things that needed to be in here as homage for the Stephen King fans to make him happy, what made sense. I think it was a smart thing to ditch the whole kind of sci-fi aspect. I think they scored big in the relationships. I think this is this is just a more graphic version of Stand By Me. It's about the, the how the kids work together, how they got along, you present their fears, you make them work together, you see how they work through it. Also, we have to talk about, or we could mention here, is 12, 13, 14, everything's going wrong in our bodies. Everything's tingling. Everything's growing hair. Everything is embarrassing. So that's like, I feel like if they had set a rule that that it had to be 13 when they take them, because that's when you're all messed up, Mm -hmm. that makes sense, because that's when you question everything about yourself. That's when it's easier to, to get deep under your skin. I thought that was brilliant. So if you just stick to the fact that this group of friends has to dig deep, bond together, and overcome their fears. It's a good movie. It's it's deeper than your average horror movie. They're not just relying on a spooky clown to be like, oh, I'm a serial killer, oh, I'm this. This is about those kids. Those kids sold it. I believe their 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 phobias. I believe their camaraderie. And it, yeah, I think it's like a dark stand by me. And if I was, if I had been lucky enough to have been a writer, I would have probably agreed with almost every selection every idea that wow. they extracted I, you know I'm, if I'm, you wanted the intergalactic spider power to you there, there was yeah. in the book yeah. if that, <laughs> that the was glowed. there in the 1990 <laughs> exactly. version it was it there and, and flew off but you know I, very, I like yeah, their choices and like, I'm, I'm excited to see I mean, who the adults Stephen are going to be did King do drugs didn't everybody no I'm saying did he I don't you know, know. I, I, you know what it is I I'm looking at a number 413, and I'm looking at the fact that I've written one thing in the last how many months, and he probably cranks out, like, how many a year. 
so and it's impressive. And, and here, he, let's let's give credit to to people that option or say let's put money down for his work. He's had 413 pieces of work written. There've been this is this can't be right. I think another site said 56 movies made of his work. So obviously, people are selecting the stronger material. Yeah. You know, not everything, not, not, no, nothing against Stephen King because he's brilliant. But, you know, like to, to what you said, not everything is going to be top notch. Yep. Sure. So, so um, we're still at the, um, the kids are tormented, blah, blah, blah. And they're also being bullied. And uh, I believe the break into two happens when the big bully, Patrick, buys it in the tunnel. When when uh, Ben meets the group because they're happy. Yeah, yep, they're I chasing agree. Ben and uh, Patrick goes in and what's really kind of it was a weird moment, right? So Patrick's in the tunnel, and that was a great exchange again. All with of a the sudden, kids. the kids like scare him, and you don't know whether they're actually he scares Ben scares them when he enters like falling in the water when they're talking about like the hygiene of going down this yeah. tunnel. Well, and then but I'm saying like at that moment when yeah. Patrick kind of is like lost in this labyrinth oh, right yeah, yeah. and oh, that's the kids head. all of a sudden show up as a group like like weirdly zombied out right I'm, now i'm forgetting that now yeah they show up and patrick sees them freaks out he turns around and runs into and finds his meets his end with pennywise right no but that's not the kids those are, the those are other kids. Or you think those, that's like... Those are, or that, uh, those are other floaters. Those, those are old... old no, no, no. Anyways. I saw Ben in that front row. I, I know those kids were those kids, and it was a very interesting those choice. Those weren't those kids. Who was the kids? No, there wasn't. Those were just zombies. One was a woman. Yeah, that, that's not them. Really? Yeah, I know what you're saying. I thought it was those no. kids, and I was like, See, you were so into it? You were so into it? <laughs> no, but because those, and then that's when he sets his face on fire. He turns around. We're spoiling yeah. here. Yeah, no, those were some of his floaters. Yeah, right. <laughs> Spoiler alert. A little Spoiler delayed. Spoiler alert. We're yeah, no, those are, with those. he pulled a couple of floaters down to, to yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Our B story is Beverly. Beverly's all about the, she is that B story. She's everybody's the, the love, love interest. Yeah, the love interest. And she herself is tormented I, by I, her father, who's like. No, but everybody has a torment. That can't be the B story. Everybody no, has a, she's the, the love triangle, though. She's the B story. You really. I, I adore her. I, yeah, I, 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 I like fell this, in love with that actress. She, she was, was good. believable. She, she was, was good. I, I agree with you that yeah. these performances were good. Yep. I mean, some of the dialogue was lame, but whatever. I also think, like, with, within the B story. God, I'm giving more credit to the writers. Love Triangle with pubescent kids can be so, like, cliche after cliche. But the way they played him breaking his, his uh, he, he, they got introduced by him breaking his set. And I, I love the fact, and I don't know if it happened on purpose, like, he walks away with his bike and he's, like, dragging, dragging his, his headphones. Head I was like, that's real. That kid was the, the new kids on the block when, he, when she was, pulls that over and they had that moment where yeah. she's like, okay, I'll keep your sacred safe. You got the yeah. right one. Yeah. Like, that, that was good Very writing. It was, sweet. it was believable. Yeah. And it, it would be so easy to be like, Oh, you like her? It could have been so horrible, but it yeah. was—it was so well. And you know, to to the again to the writers, it was intelligent. It wasn't silly kids. Every single one of those kids was intelligent. Right. I and I'll put it to you this way: I love my daughter, but I don't know if my daughter would have made as wise choices. I think because she's too young. But yeah, also, she's very young. She's, she's eight. She's like They're thirteen. Yeah. Age. Yeah. But. It was well written, and it wasn't just like we got lucky. These are good actors. It was well crafted relationships right. that made that believable. Because if that hadn't been solid, we wouldn't be here. I would have just been like, I'm not even doing this. Right. So our fun and games. It's like oh, that's basically messy. it's all of this. All these children, all of the losers have have some encounter with Pennywise. I mean, yeah. that's the fun and games of it. And. Um, in between all of this is Ben. Ben is like researching the town of Derry. Right. Ben realizes that um, Pennywise feeds every 27 years because he's in the library and he sees like these weird events happen every 27 years. And um, they are, um, and, and there's some interesting stuff here, you know, like so they plant the thing about the, everyone who signed that charter for the town um, disappeared and the trail 
led to the well house. Then when we have that great scene in the garage, which with the slideshows, going bananas and for some reason Pennywise not coming, you know, and killing them all. Um, Bill has, uh, Bill has mapped out the entire town and they, he also agrees that everything is leading to this place. Well, hold on, let's back up. When we talked about the break in, uh, break into the second act, I feel like it was very blurry, but I feel like if we're going with the group dynamic as protagonist, that their decision to go help, uh, Billy find Georgie or to find the missing kids or to take the journey to figure out the missing kids I feel like that was kind of like the beginning of the journey because they were all having their own separate incidences but it wasn't until he's like I need to do this I think this is happening and there was a good line there there was a good line of dialogue there where Which Bill one? said it's easier for me to walk into this house than my own yeah that was a good line you know when I was like oh this is maybe this isn't so terrible so there was one good lines. Put a check mark. I know. Um, and then um, they go to the well house where they're separated, and they all kind of I feel like that's see crazy. There. And this is what I'm saying. Like that whole section is so heavy. It's, it's muddy because it's so I, heavy. I think with they're all trying to bring up the rear with all of the it's phobias. So much, and it's like, can we streamline? Can because we and then you actually said that we hadn't had Richie. He was the smart aleck. Like, yeah. He was the only one who hadn't had the balloon incident. Right. So he was the only one that had. And his, I have to say, his was the best. That wow. clown sequence. <laughs> it was great. That it was, was great. Yeah. Then the casket. That yeah. was And his gritty. missing poster. He mm-hmm. got some of the nicest set pieces. He, we're going to say. Yes. Did. Yeah. So ultimately. bringing up the rear, he he brought it with his yeah. sequence. So at this point, we're. The original Pennywise that scene. The original? The original. With all the clowns. They have his... I did. You're right. I did see it. Homage. We love you, Tim Curry. Yeah. Yeah, I do remember that. I didn't notice that. that. I didn't notice that. Oh, the real... I I don't know. I remember seeing it, but I... Sorry. Okay. (laughs) No, it's all good. Thanks to note. Thanks to note. Um, The midpoint is they somehow chase Pennywise into the well. I thought the midpoint was when they kind of pseudo kill him at the house to the kind of get out the, the, where he goes he slips back oh yeah, into yeah the okay, wall. we're so saying the same thing yeah um okay. bad guys close in it's really again all the parents now here we yeah, get back to the real world true. why are we the bad guys yeah i'm a good mom yeah me too yes, yes. <laughs> I think you're right yes because because after this it seems like all the all the the rational adults or creepy they're terrible descend. some terrible parents but wait do we ever around. see ben's family no. 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 And uh, the African-American young man, his parents are dead. Yeah. They died in a fire. Uh, the Jewish young man, his father is a rabbi, so we meet him once. Yeah. And then at the end with the bar mitzvah. It's more about the hypochondriac's mom and yeah. then the creepster dad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're right. So we see all, all of that. And then right. there's this, um, there's that kid, the bully Henry, that his is the dad is like, like Wait, all of a sudden we so have this you weird a subplot. Yes, like, yes, 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 yes. I think somebody just was like, this is too cool. Because no. he's like watching the show. And, and we see that sewer show, that weird children's sewer show. Oh, it's show. like killer, kill him, yeah. kill him. And oh my God. It's like Mr. Rogers on crack or and something. And that is, no, that is like pasta kind of yeah. stuff from now. Like that's very much like. Uh, um, 700 Club is. There's this, um, there's this very famous creepypasta that is um, something returned to Cove Lane. Like if you've ever heard that. Yeah. And it's like this TV show that was on for a certain amount of time in a certain town. And only the kids could see it. Wait, I do. And the adults would find that. these kids and they were watching like basically snow. Yeah. On the television. That was like on Sci-Fi and they were, Channel, I think. I, no, it's it's a story. It's a story. On no, that. Sci-Fi did. The, mm-hmm. It did. Oh, yes. Remember? Yes. I saw. <laughs> yeah. You're good. We're having no, no, a no, moment. We're, both, we're having a moment. We both saw the same shitty movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, so. <laughs> so, and I think that was, that was this thing that was so compelling where you Did have you this think that was I thought that was just a fun little moment yeah but why do we need a subplot with why do Henry the mullet bully? that's you know, I, Henry I and his one, mullet. Pro, one down that I officially call it down is that 
the whole idea of the bully. That's fine. I, that, yeah. And that's part of a stand-by-me premise, the whole idea, adolescence, you had to fight your bully. But he didn't serve a purpose. Even when he came in the well, he's like, ah, and yeah, he fell when, down the well. Yeah, and he, exactly. So that's the all-is-lost moment, is when he struggled, when they go back to the With well. The gun. He is watching them after he's killed his father. For some reason, he's that, killed his father, and he's still we, on these kids. I don't know. But but he's he's possessed. And he's possessed. But, and this is a rule that wasn't introduced. They didn't introduce like, oh, if you're really mean, then it's easier for Pennywise to possess you. And can unless we, we can, we're, we're making, oh uh, yeah yeah, bullies. We yeah. We're gonna, uh, so unless father was mean too, yeah. was Pennywise a little bit in him? Uh, big hypochondriac mom was really hardcore was yeah. she a so if are we asserting possibly that the rule was the more evil you are the more possessed you are by pennywise we would have to you know extrapolate I mean? all of this and that's the but problem that's just the thing. there are the no rules no... to the universe the rules to the, for the universe are like very sketchy yep i agree very sketchy um <laughs> i want to hear his comment they were, they were, they were giving them physical real world reasons to build their own courage first they have to start killing their first fear before they get into their actual So the real fear has to be overcome before you can deal with the irrational or the Pennywise fear. Okay, so she. So you have to stand up to your dad. She has to like, yeah, she has to beat up. Yeah, and and he's got to stand up to his mom. Uh, The the mullet kid's got to kill his dad for some reason. Oh my! Um, But you didn't really introduce him till late, and you used him. No, and he was definitely not on the side. Like you know. Putting him in with everybody is like. It's I just wish someone weird... had given him a hug and he would have been like a good guy. No, I don't know. It feels it was, like it a tangent. Yeah, it, it feels like a like tangent. A prop, but he but... is the all, all his last moment when he is killed, uh, when he falls into the well. Um, Do you think? Yeah. Yeah. I thought the all his last moment was when she had to kill her father. I don't know that she killed her father. She hit him with the toilet, the top of the toilet. Because she goes live with her aunt. At the end, yeah, I but feel like maybe she, she told out. she could have been like, she didn't. She didn't ever say, "I can't believe I killed my dad." I mean, uh, I it guess. was all business as usual after she got out of the house, right? Yeah, and then that's not explained. It's like I'm just gonna live with my aunt. Is your dad dead? No, Did I think you maybe. I think she services. Yeah, I think she probably came out and said, "I can't live with this person anymore." I kind of thought he was dead for a moment there. Okay, well, I mean. I feel like her getting... See, the thing was, they They, they dealt, didn't take a pulse, they, okay? They okay, didn't take a pulse true. on oh, the dad. I'm going to give you the dad. But I feel like uh, at this point, her getting caught was all is lost because they could have been in the clear, but they're not because now they have to ultimately go back in. And kill the, the monster, one. yeah. So um, Dark Knight of the Soul is, again, more confrontations. And, oh, Bev is taken... Yeah, that okay. That with could. light this time, which <laughs> the, the glowy eyes. I I didn't know that was a way she could I, be taken. I he'd never taken. That's when we like realized that, that like okay. So here's the thing. You're they, gonna go back to the book. Now we're gonna go to no, the source he, material so, where that makes perfect sense. Yeah, but they they had to. Okay, so I think they're they're like okay, we're dealing with thirteen year old kids. Do we want to have them come down to the the bottom of this well where the the hearth of his spot and have like a mound of dead bloody bodies that's too dark let's have them floating it'll give a little love to the book and the whole uh, sci-fi intergalactic you know demon from another planet but ju- but it won't like creep out the parents that by accident brought their 13 year old to see this because i was on the fence about bringing harley so glad i didn't but i think you have to leverage that this was this was a a soft R, not a hardcore R. You know what I mean? This isn't a Games of Thrones R where mm-hmm. there would have been like, there would have just a pile of dead bodies. They wouldn't have cared about him floating or whatever. And she probably, well, they can't kill her off, but the, she would have come really close to death or something really genuinely creepy would have happened to her. I think they just played the lighter version. So it's light. Yeah. And um, they find her and they revive her with a kiss. Oh, One kiss from whatever. Ben and she's like, oh. Wait, Ben, Ben, wait, who gave her the kiss? Ben gives her the kiss, which I thought was nice. 
I was rooting for he, that all because along. Because you know, you remember, know that was yeah, what yeah, was yeah. what was important about that is he was the only smart one who would have had the presence of mind. It's like, oh, in this irrational universe, let's do the Snow White Sleeping yeah. Beauty. Ben was the smartest <laughs> you know, one. Yeah, yeah. All of yeah. a sudden, she turns into this like you know character from a fairy tale. So she has her moment. I think that's cool. Um, our break into three is when they're down there. Bill has to kill Georgie because he knows. It's Pennywise in disguise. But uh, that's not a break in the three. That's that's the, the final co- conflict. There's I feel like it's before that. I feel like when they get into the well and they start... And I'm like, dudes, do you guys watch horror? Why are you all splitting up? You know what I mean? Like, he, so he gets them to go in different ways. I felt like that was a break in the three because now it's... It's that's like too. That's too dispersed to be a break into three. Wait, doesn't she the wake up? The break into three or, is has got to be a down? conquering of a fear, right? When Bill goes against what is happening inside him, his own like mind and heart and soul that wants to believe um, that this is his brother, he knows he has to be strong, and he knows that that's not. His brother. His brother is gone. That's a final moment. That yeah, is a break into three. I and feel then like Pennywise comes the out, yeah. and he tries to make this deal, like he'll just take Bill, and then he'll sleep. That's the deal. I kind of like the idea okay. of the deal, but I feel like. At but that the point, gang we're is like, no, end. we're gonna beat him. His skull is gonna open, and all the fears are gonna come out. Yeah. For whatever, yeah. and they know that Aww. that's what it is when this like light comes out. It's like mm-hmm. it's the fear. And, um, and there we could have spent some money on and CG and had says, like souls come out of his head or something. And somebody says, now you're afraid because you're going to starve. Now. So again, that goes back to souls. Are we talking? I, I feel, feel like, like that's, that's attacked on about. something. That's attacked on something. I feel that, like he's eating souls. He's not eating bodies because we got all the floaters. So the kids float down. He's, he's, he's. Souls keep him nourished. Yeah. He, kids float down. He goes into the well. There's this like circle of love. Um, Bev's leaving for Portland. Bill and Bev kiss. But here's the thing. Yeah. And he watches her leave. I was that's bumming, our last the, Yeah, because I want Bill and, uh, Ben and Bev to, to kiss. But here's the thing. What? Okay, I want the rule. Not, not that this isn't amazing. Uh-huh. Amazing. I want the rule that, like, this, sounds, this is going to sound really creepy. Like, the minute his head st- explodes, I want all the bodies to drop. Because now they're officially just dead. But They're I don't think they limbo. want him to be dead. And I think this is the problem. Well, is they, gonna be a they little anorexic until the end. 27 there, years from now. There's a voiceover here, right? I feel like, did I imagine it? I, I think Not there was during a voiceover. that. I think there's no. a voiceover, no? And I think no. he's like imagining them from, he says something about, I imagine them, imagine us now, like, we're, now that we're our parents' age or something like that, like at the end, and I was kind of like, oh no, like this, this is another element that I have to deal with. Well, you knew it was a part one. I did. So I did. I'm, I'm just super happy, too, that they didn't try to shove it all into one movie. Kind of, you know, do kind of Lars von Trier, like, boom, 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 we're going to give you part one and part two right now in one felt swoop. They let us chew on, and they let the characters of the first half get fleshed out. Yeah, but they kind of knew that they didn't kill the clown, right? I think they knew. They made a, they they did what they did in the book. They did what they did in the old movie. This movie, they they made a blood pack, which kind of that's kind of old school, you know, the whole yeah. kind of. But they made a blood pack. If it happens, we'll come back. So, and supposedly the African American young man stays in the city, exactly, and he kind of documents what happens and right. tells everybody he's coming back. You guys got to come back, right? Well, not to spoil the next one, but yeah. So but they have, have to come back. They have to come back. Yeah. So um, it seems like you liked it more than you didn't like it. Just, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, okay. Uh, do we want to talk about any kind of um, anything that... I'm so used to David being I here, know. like, guiding things. <laughs> David really would have... Um, guided this uh, but he asked all do the you want to talk about um, anything in terms of the Stephen King oeuvre how this fits in how it you know how I, successful I, it is in your mind compared to the other Stephen King um, properties that we've seen on film 
I'm literally sitting here with a list of all of his movies and I'm checking off every single one that I've seen and I don't I so what I can say I and I don't know how people select I think it would be fair enough to say I wish I had the, the patience to have read all of his work just to say oh well why haven't they picked that or pick pick this you know there's some things in nightstand I remember as a kid because I came to his work at, you know buying books from vintage yeah uh, that him and VC Andrew were the tops but he was more gorier so yeah. I, I tend to to fall in love with his writing um what I think surprised a lot of people like when you hit the green mile and Shawshank Redemption is he's a great storyteller mm-hmm. he's a detailed great storyteller so he, he, we are blessed that he loves horror, but in general, he tells a good rounded story. Maybe some say too long. I kind of agree because I didn't finish it. Mm-hmm. But, but at the core of his writing, he's 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 a great writer. He's a great beginning, middle, and end. A lot of times, I, I look at all of the things that this this is right now, literally of his 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 work from from Carry On, and you just see great stories. A lot of times about loners or people with regret. Uh, Christine, Carrie, and we all know the story about Carrie. You know, he wasn't. It wasn't biting. He threw it away. His wife took it yes. out of the trash. Yeah. You know, and, that and, was and that's because uh... she saw the vision that we we get to share now. And it leads to the fact that he doesn't do gratuitous. Everything has a reason. It's coming uh, usually much deeper, really grounded in character, not set pieces, but usually when people buy or option stuff, they want to make, they want to recreate their version of Maine in some glorious way. Mm -hmm. But, you know, all of his stuff is pretty much character-based. So when you get on board with Stephen King, if he gives you blood, yeah, but you, you're not getting a, uh, I don't want to say Night of the Living Dead, you're not getting a Return of the Living Dead. You're not getting a Saw where you don't really care about your characters, you just want to see how they get killed. That's not the kind of material that he puts out there, and if you're not ready to get invested in people then you're not going to really ever take to Stephen King because all of his stories are about people. Troubled people, broken people, uh, introverts, nerds, but his world... And in this one, don't you think there are too many people? No. On the, on the whole... On the screen. See, no. in, a, in, in, in the confines of a novel, and I would say with the vastness of your mind when you're reading a novel, the stage is much bigger larger like yeah. what you can take in and how many people you can get invested in but this was like two hours and 15 minutes and I think it was it was a lot to put in to two hours and 15 minutes and it, it was so much that um, there was a bit of tedium that set in I think it was okay here's the thing you're talking about, and if we look back at the 80s, and I guess I, we didn't even bring this up, the, the, the 80s version had a bunch of white people mm-hmm. and your token black person. Yeah. And that kind of sucks. <laughs> you know, it, and I, I can't speak to if that's par exactly on point for the novel, but what I did like now, I like the Jewish representation. I would have loved a Latina in there as well. You know, I would have loved if Bev was a Latina. That would have made me super happy. Like those courageous choices that you make that would have kind of given this world more texture yep yeah Yeah. coming from two brown girls yes Yes. here (laughs) we are here we are so but you also be quite honest a lot of times especially writers with this much work you write what you know yeah and you build your world out from there so maybe Stephen King just needs to hang out in the hood a little bit more, you know, take more vacations. But I'm, I'm not hating on him because still, going back to the whole character plot, a lot of things like subconscious fears are universal. Yeah. So even though it's maybe all white kids that go through them, there are a bunch of black kids that have the same fears, a, a bunch of Latinas that have the same fears, Asian girls that have the same fears. These aren't things that are only germane to the Caucasian population. It's just, it would be neat to see how a Latina addresses her father that's being seedy, or see maybe an Asian boy fighting with his phobia, you know, because that would have had, again, a dimensionality to, like, a culture, you know? Yeah, and, and that's what I'm saying. Ali, there was an Indian. That would be yeah. like, what? I would be down for that. I would be there, too. <laughs> <laughs> but, but um, yeah, but I think that that's, that's what we're saying is, like, sometimes these really faithful representations kind of... Um, they seem a little hollow. They don't add. They don't subtract. They're just, you know. I will give you the casting choice. 
loved all, all the kids, mm-hmm. but that would have just been like a knock my socks off. That that would have just shown like this is a 2017, and we've evolved it. a little yeah. bit. In and how Hollywood is trying, <laughs> you know. Uh, uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so um, I think Where that's. Uh, I think we're we're good time wise. I think we should just. Um, maybe wrap it up with last thoughts if you have any. I'm super happy you're in love with it and you're on board. The writers did a great job. Alka loves it now. I, I can't even... We should go see it tomorrow. Christina is a very persuasive oh, um, advocate for this movie. and You're dressing like Carrie. This is, I call this the Carrie homage. This is my Piper Laurie. The Piper Laurie <laughs> look. So, um, no, I... Gosh darn it, you could sit up and jump on a podcast and say, oh, it sucks, or they did a bad job, but you're not sitting there writing a thousand pages. You're not sitting there with the option of a thousand pages saying, what should we take to make the, the writer happy, the audience happy, the studios happy? They had a lot of big choices, and I think they did a good job at the end of the day. I think what they streamlined was the time frame. Yep. I think that's the only thing they streamlined, and I felt like there, were, there could have been more. Yep. in terms of how they told the story. And, um, you know, Carrie Fukunaga made, this is like totally he's off, off topic, but Terry Fukunaga artist. made uh, the most recent Jane Eyre, I believe. Yep. And I love Jane Eyre. I will watch any kind of Jane Eyre, any <laughs> casting and You're anything. It's Jane, like if I see Jane Eyre on like PBS, if I see it in the movie, I will, I will watch it. I will yeah. watch it no matter what. You'll be doing and that without me. And he did me. something very... No, I will not. You are going <laughs> to, you are going to the next one. Oh, yeah. But um, he did something very interesting with Jane Eyre, which mm. is he actually pulled the midpoint out and in his version like he began at the midpoint where you know um, I thought it was like really really daring and the first time I saw it I wasn't quite sure like what whether I agreed (laughs) with the choice right away I was just like oh oh they're starting there Mm -hmm. and I think that I I I kept hoping you know when I saw his name I was like oh you know maybe they're gonna because this does involve time, and time is, is the thing that mm-hmm. kind of makes it unfilmable in a way, and makes it kind of Dated. well hard Possibly. to hard. It makes it unwieldy, right? The timing of the because in the novel it goes back and forth, and you know it's hard to do that. And the last nineteen, the nineteen ninety miniseries, they tried. Yeah. They tried to do it exactly. The way it was written, sure. And I think you know that's what I was hoping for—some kind of courage to pull that thing out, whatever. The you don't heart. think he did with this? I think. Okay. Yes, he didn't. There was heart he in this. I'm not going to say there was, but, but to like really squeeze like the heart out, or the you know get at the marrow of the thing. Uh, and I don't think they got think to the. There were it was they they had a lot of, you know, they had a lot of fun with it. Now this director directed Mama, which I liked a lot. Did you like it? <laughs> yeah, Did, or you don't like the Mama movies, do you? <laughs> I liked it. I really Jessica liked Chastain, it. Jessica Chastain, right? Yes. I really liked that. Maybe I just didn't like her dark hair. I, I don't know. No, that was a great, great. That was good. Well, um, that just shows you, you know, it shows you his attention to detail with characters. I think. But there was a simplicity in that story, right? There were these girls. You really loved Mama? Oh, I loved it. There were these like feral children. I am so down They for were that. just weird, creepy. There was one that but was you like really night feral, mama too. So and then there was one know. that was like ready to be socialized. And I, you know, there was just like all this great tension. And Jessica Chastain didn't want to be a mom. She didn't want, she was saddled with these kids because, you know, her boyfriend was like their uncle, their only living relative. I mean, there were a lot of really amazing things in that narrative. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was really beautifully told. I, I, I just didn't feel this. I didn't feel, you know, I didn't feel anything, really. But you know what? It, you're, you're dealing. Uh, I think it's just different. I think you. You, you weren't able to get into the shoes of being a kid again. Because it was this thing, then the next thing, then here's this, here's this one's fear, here's this one's fear. And it was all kind of piled on in a very kind of symmetrical way. Like yeah. it was like, just like they were just putting everything no, on the no, shelf with everything else. I think it was a love, lovely, well-paced. I think it was very 
melancholy to the whole idea of being an adolescent. I think, like, even the scene after they finished swimming, uh, every, there were so many beautiful nuanced scenes that, that represented who these kids were. They didn't just say, hey, I have a cool line, you have a cool line, it's done. There was nuance, like did. who could spit further, you know? And then the girl runs and jumps in. Or when they're all laying and drying off, and like it's dead, dead silent, every kid's petrified, and you're like, why are they petrified? But until then you there's pull young back MC. until you see her. <laughs> no, until you see her like sunbathing, and you realize, oh yeah, these are pubescent boys. There, I think there were. There were some moments. I think there were moments that were meant to represent these kids without hitting you over the head. You gently became friends with them and that's what I think I don't think it was so heavy-handed or so methodical like ABC I think it's just like saying hey like this kid because he's cute that w- that's what everyone usually does they give us a home alone says I'm too cute you have to love me in the first scene no you don't love these kids but moment after moment you see that moment when you you're playing with a boy and it's weird or you see that moment when you're digging someone or when you like a band that no one else likes so you do it on all of these things are tapping into our childhood well I think this cast you and I will agree with our act this is a great cast this is what what actually made it like brought it up a notch. Agreed. I think with anybody different, it might not have even might worked have as well, you know, as little the as chemistry, it did for me, as much the as well it did for you. Sure. And I said earlier, we were going to fight. We were going to disagree. And look what happened. Why did you do that? So, I am a fortune teller. Next time I'm going to be here with my crystal ball. I can't. And You like feral kids. I like loving kids that are nuanced. <laughs> I'll, I'll take the, the feral kids anytime. You keep your feral kids. Authentic. Except All for right. women. Those are good feral. Those are good. Okay, yeah. So thank you, Christina. Um, we, <laughs> you did a great job, Alka. You did a great job. And we survived without Holy David. David. Yeah, David. <laughs> Um, and we would like to thank Adorama and Seth Miranda. Um, the script is produced by David Negrin, edited by Zoe Alexander. Reminder that if you like the uh, script podcast, please give us a five-star review on iTunes and subscribe to the script YouTube channel. Our Facebook page is NYC Screenwriters Collective. Follow us on Twitter at ScriptFeed. You can support The Script Podcast at patreon.com slash the script. Thanks very much. Yay! Yay. <laughs>